Hey, sweet listeners. Welcome to the NetSuite Podcast. This is Ian McHugh, a co-host of the podcast and senior content marketing manager at NetSuite. On today's episode, guest host Mike Stiles is back. He catches up with Dan Wolf, IT director at Kachina Landscape Management, a 35-year-old company that has grown into one of the largest landscaping businesses in the San Francisco Bay Area. Dan shares how the company has expanded over time and the key role that co-founders John and Jackie Kachina played in setting the business up for its current success. The IT veteran then details Kachina's tech stack pre-NetSuite and where its aging Microsoft Great Plains system fell short. After getting the go-ahead to find a new ERP system, Dan's team looked at Microsoft Dynamics 365, Acumatica, and Sage Intact. He reflects on that evaluation process and explains what made NetSuite a better fit for Kachina. He also walks through the implementation experience with NetSuite and how the organization uses NetSuite ERP, planning and budgeting, CRM, AP automation, and learning cloud support. If you're looking for more information on NetSuite planning and budgeting, Dan has you covered. He shares how the solution has helped with workforce planning and scenario planning to save the business substantial time and money. Dan wraps up by describing how the new system has led to impressive efficiency gains and made it easier for all employees to track critical numbers. Stay tuned. All of that and more is coming up next. You're listening to the NetSuite podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. Well, let's start off by telling me a little bit about Gachina Landscape Management. Gachina Landscape Management, like I mentioned earlier, and I can't remember the exact year, but we've been in business about 35 years. Uh, it was started uh, by John Kachina, him and his wife, uh, Jackie Kachina. She was primarily a uh, you know, stay-at-home mom supporting him. And you know he started it from a very, you know, obviously I wasn't around at that time, but the stories I've heard, you know, basically it was you know, very small working out of his garage and moving to the to the next level and the next level, slowly uh, um, uh, growing the company. Uh, there was a, a significant focus that I always found uh, intriguing from uh, John's side is that he was very much focused on uh, training and certification of employees or uh, of, uh, you know, service professionals in the landscape industry. So we very quickly became not just a, you know, mom and pop, you know, mow and blow type company, but very quickly uh, with the, the level of training, we very quickly became a, a commercial level. And, and that's where our focus is, is on commercial businesses uh, and, you know, high end estates, but really on commercial. And it's, it's because of the, the, the training and the expertise that we bring to the industry and to our clients. Uh, you know, so for example, uh, we have um, experts in uh, plant healthcare. We have a whole plant healthcare uh, division within our company. We have a whole water management division within our company and, you know, irrigation specialists, uh, we have uh, GIS uh, mapping capabilities from the technology side. Um, GIS, that's, you know, when we go in and, and map out, you know, uh, clients, irrigation controllers and things like that. So a lot of specialties that, you know, just your your, your regular um, companies, even even a lot of the commercial ones. You know, we walk in, you know, plant healthcare for a specialist, for example. They're, not every commercial grade uh, um, landscaping services company is going to be able to provide that level of uh, expertise. And so we're able to uh, leverage that and bring that to our clients here in the uh, greater Bay Area in uh, Northern California. You're headquartered in Menlo Park and you have some other locations as well? 
That's correct. We've got a we've got five branches, a total of seven offices, ranging all the way down from like the Monterey uh, Salinas area up to San Francisco, and then out to uh, Danville on the east side of the bay. So is Jackie running it today? Oh I mean, yes, yeah. I, I should I should cover that. Uh, unfortunately, John passed away. Um, I'm thinking about it was about six or seven years ago now. Um, at the time, uh, there was a little bit of a transition at that point, um, not going to all the details, but uh, fairly quickly within that first year, uh, Jackie unexpectedly ended up taking over the entire company as, as uh, CEO and president. And you know, that, you know, transitioning from a, a homemaker to uh, now she's running a you know, multi-million dollar company with 400, uh, at, at the time, it, I think it was 400 plus employees. We're a little bit less than that right now, I think, uh, af- after going through the pandemic. You know, that was a huge transition for her. But uh, as, as Jackie has done with uh, everything, uh, and actually, she, she she's done many interviews. She's an excellent person to interview if you guys ever want to uh, do <laughs> an interview in the future. She she has a really good head on her shoulders. Um, you know, she used to, you know, way back when, actually before she started having children, she used to be an executive recruiter. And, you know, it, it's just her ability to think on her feet and communicate is uh, why she's actually ended up being very successful, um, you know, revamping the company, uh, bringing new direction to the company, surrounding herself with some of the, the top talent in, uh, in every areas to help and work take the company to the next level. It's a fantastic story. Family-owned, woman-owned, minority-owned. It's great to see this level of success. So, and, and it is, it really is. If, if you've ever met Jackie, uh, she is an amazing person uh, to work for. Um, one of the, I have to say, one of the best managers uh, I've, I've been able to have the privilege of reporting to in my life. Um, so, and, and that's why we, we do see very high retention within our organization is just because of the, 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 the way in which Jackie runs the company and, and the way John did too. But, you know, it's just, it's, it's the family run capabilities or the family run company. It's just, it's done really well and care for the employees. The last number that I have revenue-wise is thirty to fifty million. Is that still the range? That's right? still the range. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're working to. Uh, yeah, obviously to, to increase that. We're working to try and break that forty million barrier right now. Uh, we're okay. very close to it. We almost broke it, and then the pandemic hit, reset everything with, with a lot of companies, um, and we're working back up. And we're very close to that, hitting that number again. Yeah, but the business is primarily subscription-based, right? Correct. So the maintenance, so we're about 60-40 split, we're about 60% maintenance, 40% enhancements focused on uh, softscaping. Softscaping being, you know, your, your uh, non, so not, not no pavers, no concrete. We're focused primarily on, you know, you want to come in and, and okay, we're going to take your grass and, and, and move it into a, uh, a, a sustainable uh, drought resistant type landscaping instead. So we'll do, we'll do a lot of big projects like that. And then we maintain them afterwards, usually. So we'll get into the details of the NetSuite tools, but in a more general sense, the company is a tremendous story of growth from where it started to where it is now. What helped you grow in a healthy way like that? Processes, people, technology, a combination of all that? It's always a combination of all. I, you know, early on, and I can I can only speak for what I've heard from, you know, before the five to six years ago, but it, it really was you know, John's vision for the company, uh, his ability to sell, as well as also his ability to, to foster and nurture the, the employees and, you know, taking care of them uh, as a family-owned company. And that trust level that he developed, uh, that's what grew the company early on. And then as with all companies, as you, as you get to a certain point, you know, you need to transition to, you know, more processes um, and, you know, a lot, you know, that includes uh, and technology. 
and you've got to bring that technology in to help you get to the next level. And that transition, it started, you know, uh, before John uh, passed away, they were starting to bring on uh, programs like uh, GIS uh, on the, uh, the the mapping projects. Uh, and so they started looking at more of these technologies. They started looking at, uh, you know, better ERP systems. It really uh, took center stage when, uh, when, when Jackie brought in some IT consultants after John had passed away. And, and that's when they looked at, you know, bringing somebody like myself in. My position was a new position. And we've, you know, since I've come in, uh, the, the number of business systems we brought in place to uh, streamline um, and make the, the company more efficient from a, an you know, administrative side, uh, as well as also an operational side. Um, accounting side, HR side, et cetera, have been significant. We've, we've revamped everything. Right now, this this particular year, we're actually focused on the sales side, but we've done, you know, we've re- revamped all the technology from the HR, from the accounting, from the operations. Um, and, and just a comment. So one of the other items they did, they brought in, you know, while John was, was still around, actually was this Aspire. Uh, I, I do need to mention them. You know, that is the operational CRM that we are primarily focused on that we were, uh, they were using that before I came on board. Um, and then from my side, it's been a lot of, you know, in, in addition to the additional business systems we brought in, integrating them with Aspire and leveraging Aspire and utilizing it as we should be. That has helped continue to grow the company. I know that's not NetSuite, but that's, you know, that's part of the overall and, and it's a very important aspect of the technology which the company uses. No, that's fine. We want to hear it all. But uh, before NetSuite and the decision to implement an ERP, how were things like accounting and budgeting and scheduling, staff management? How was all that being handled from a tools perspective? So the staff managing was being handled in Aspire, um, and, and that part is still happening in the Aspire. The operation, a lot of that operational side is still happening in the Aspire side. The, the budgeting and the accounting system was definitely subpar. Uh, when I joined the company, it was, a, it was actually when I joined the company, it's actually the first thing I wanted to tackle. And the, basically the controller said, no, and that was Sharon. She's like, well, you know, let's let's hold on. I, I think basically she was testing me. She wanted to see how well <laughs> I would do with some of the other business systems before she threw that that uh, bucket in my direction. And so that's why, you know, we, we uh, I, I focused on the HR and brought an HRIS system uh, with ADP um, and revamped that whole system, getting that up and running. Once she got the comfort factor, she's like, okay, let's let's look at NetSuite and let's look at the planning and budgeting. Let's revamp everything. Where we were at with the time and this, we were using Great Plains uh, prior to uh, NetSuite ERP. And we were using, as you mentioned it, as a lot of companies do, Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, <laughs> And for me, going, I mean, I, I used, the last time I used Excel spreadsheets had to be like over 15, 20 years ago. And I came into this company and I'm like, really? We're using Excel spreadsheets for budgeting? I was just like, I was blown away. And they would have a, a high level consultant who would fly across the country. We've been using for, you know, probably 20 plus years. And, you know, he would come in and, and they would just spend like, you know, half a week or a week. I think, no, actually, it was probably a full week going through fixing all the equations in the Excel spreadsheet, everything. You know, everything always gets messes up when you use Excel. And we were no exception to that. And it was just painstaking to try and get that budget uh, completed. It took forever. And, you know, to merge all the spreadsheets and everything else. You know, when I came into the company, I was creating my own department, uh, IT side. Uh, and basically, I had to create my own system for my own budget, because it was kind of unique to the rest of the company, I had to create that in Excel, complete with advanced formulas and everything else. And there was no integration in with the rest of the company's Excel spreadsheets. It was just like, okay, here's what it is. This is what I created to manage it. It was actually a fairly advanced Excel spreadsheet and system, but then it was just a matter of copy and pasting. And so it was very 
very rudimentary and I hated it. And so I was very glad when I finally given the opportunity that, hey, let's move to something better. So Microsoft Great Plains, they started phasing that out, right? So weren't they, were they trying to move you to Dynamics 365? They were. Um, we actually did do some, uh, I'd say a little bit of evaluation on the 365 platform and did some investigation to look into it. Yeah, they had informed us that Microsoft uh, Great Plains was phasing out, but like with every ERP system that they say that, that usually means, hey, you know what, you don't need to worry about it for like 10 years. And that's if we decide we're actually going to phase it out or not. Those things just take forever. I, you know, yeah. I, I know Great, Great Plains is still being used. Actually, my wife's company is still using it. I'm telling her that she needs to move to NetSuite. But uh, that's like pulling teeth on, on her company as well. <laughs> so <laughs> so, uh, so I, I, I'm working. I, I always recommend NetSuite when I can. But uh, yeah, so it's anyways, Great Plains is still being used out there. But we, you know, we wanted to get off on it. And that was part of the motivation, too, uh, for my, you know, my controller. She knew that the the end was coming on it. You know, I, I kind of quantified, you know, what that meant as far as probably number of years. So we weren't too much of in a rush. But you know, she also saw the 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 lack of capability, and she wanted to move to a better, more robust system. Let's kind of get into that. What was your main criteria that you were looking for in an ERP that you knew Dynamics or Great Plains just wasn't going to get you? Well, so we looked at we looked at a couple platforms. We looked at uh, Dynamics Great Plains. We looked at Acumatica. Uh, which is actually a system that's already integrated in with Aspire, so we wouldn't even have to write our own integration. And, you know, there, that was a tracker from that site. Unfortunately, that was more similar to what Great Plains already was. Uh, we were looking for something that was going to be a step up from Great Plains. We wanted, you know, I, I wanted something that was going to have better reporting. Well, I, I should say the controller did as well. Uh, you know, better reporting uh, for the business, something that was going to uh, allow us to improve our budgeting. That was a very key aspect. Was, was is you know moving from the Excel spreadsheets in, into a planning and budgeting system, and then the other area was is uh, moving into a system that was going to give us a better ability to manage our aging for our invoices. That was a huge issue, and I can I can talk to that. That's not really on the planning and budgeting side, but it is on the ERP side. I always love to talk about that when I get the opportunity. But those were really the the, the two key areas. I mean, obviously, we wanted to improve, you know, workflow, approval workflow, POs, all all this stuff, and and then get on a system that was scalable. Uh, we knew that as we grow the company, we need to continue to improve this. I mean, right now we're in the middle of a doing the AP automation project with NetSuite. Uh, we're one of the, the, the first customers to uh, embark upon that. And so it's, you know, capabilities like that where we can we can continue to scale with NetSuite. Um, you, we wouldn't have been able to do that with some of these other platforms. Uh, Dynamics at the time, when we looked at it, it just did not have the robustness that we were looking for uh, in, in that particular SaaS type platform. The other platform we looked at was Sage. And that's actually the one we went to head-to-head with, with uh, versus NetSuite versus Sage. And the it was night and day difference. At least at the time, Sage just what didn't have the robustness, and also the the implementer that we brought in did not give us the level of comfort factor that we had with Caravel, which is the company that we use for implementation with NetSuite side. How did six out of the top seven best performing tech stocks gain visibility and control over financials, inventory, planning, and budgeting with NetSuite by Oracle? Answers at netsuite.com slash code, netsuite.com slash code. Well, how was the sales process? Was NetSuite pushy? Did you feel they really understood your business and took the time to do that? They really 
did take the time to understand our business. That was kind of a critical aspect, um, you know, and making sure we had the right modules. They came in, uh, NetSuite came in with Caravel, one of Caravel's partners, and they sat down with us. They understand our business, where our needs were, um, you know, what, what, our, what our pain points were, and then made recommendations on which modules within NetSuite we, we would go for. And, you know, this is where the planning and budgeting came up. Uh, the other one that came up with, on the ERP side was the Dunning module, which is used for uh, uh, AR invoice uh, collections automation, which is one of the things that you know, dramatically changed our, uh, our aging, uh, actually decreased our aging by about a, what our AP outstanding invoices by over a million dollars. Very significant uh, with the implementation of Dunning and the and of course in the different processes we put into place as a result of getting NetSuite's ERP system. Being in IT, you understand that implementation can sometimes be a nightmare. Uh, how was this one compared to others that you've experienced? <laughs> so this is where. Um, I, I, I've been in several ERP implementations, um, and I have never been in one that has not gotten sideways. This was probably one of my first ones, and it went very – I mean, there's always issues that come up. This is the first one that stayed on time all the way through. Uh, we went live when we originally expected to, and the, the overall process went very smooth, albeit it was a lot of work. Uh, but, you know, it, it actually – we went live when we said we were, and we had the systems and everything was going. And then the, the learning curve came up pretty quickly. I think within a month or two, there's always that learning curve in the beginning. So I was very happy with the implementation uh, that we had with the NetSuite side um, and the planning and budgeting. Planning and budgeting took a little bit. We actually put that on hiatus um, until we actually then came back and hit our planning and budgeting season. And that's when we finished off the implementation on that side. Um, it was difficult to do that mid-year in the middle until we got to our actual budgeting season. I want to back up and nail down exactly what you have licensed, and then we'll go a little deeper into some of those tools in a second. So you've got ERP, that includes financial management and CRM, but you're not using the NetSuite CRM, right? Not as our operational client side. We are using the CRM from the invoicing and accounting side. So okay. we do have an integration that brings if, – if you have an invoice in our NetSuite site, because we do our invoicing. We, we create our invoicings in Aspire, but then it flows into, it flows into uh, uh, NetSuite. And any uh, client or, or yes, yeah, I should say client that's associated with an invoice, that does get brought across from our Aspire CRM into NetSuite, which is how we're able to manage our aging in NetSuite itself. Yep. Planning and budgeting. You mentioned AP automation, fixed assets management, dunning letters you mentioned as well. And you've got a company pass for LCS? That's correct, for the training. So ERP goes live in July of 2020, then planning and budgeting in December of that same year. You mentioned the learning curve, which always happens, but what was the reaction internally for those who were hands-on on the system? Were they loving it right away? Were they terrified? What happened? Well, the accounting team came up to speed very quickly and transitioning from Great Plains to NetSuite uh, was, I, I did not, there was no negativity on it at all, but there was a learning curve. And, but the, we had the support um, that we needed from Caravel side and it came up very quickly. Um, you know, we did have the, the that learning, um, the LCS or, wh or whatever they call that, that did significantly help that process of onboarding uh, and getting people up to speed on, on what they needed to know and what they needed to learn in order to make the system happen. And, you know, they were able to do that in advance so that once we turned that system live, they were able to work with it and understood it right away. So that whole process and using that training was actually, you know, very key 
in in helping that smooth transition to the new system uh, from our from our accounting team. And and that's why you know I'd say you know within about a month or two we were up pretty quick um, and everybody was was operating at about 100% on it. You know we the we had some issues the, the invoicing. The, the invoice integration was is probably the most difficult piece that we had because some of the, there was some technical limitations between the two systems and how they're communicating in rich text and HTML and some other stuff that just w- was a little bit difficult. But we were able to work through our processes and, and, and make it fairly smooth within about that two to three month time frame so that our invoicing would work correctly after that. So let's get into planning and budgeting. Tell me what Gachina primarily uses it for, how it's used, kind of what life was like before and after NetSuite planning and budgeting came to town? So as I mentioned before, we were on Excel. They would do the budget beginning of the year, put everything together. Then, you know, basically once the budget was there, you get your statements back once a year. There's no real, you know, there was no rolling. I mean, there was a rolling budget that they would, that, uh, you know, Sharon or controller would keep up and, and have at that point in time. But it was really difficult for the, uh, the branch managers, uh, our five branch managers, to really understand where they were at. You know, let's say, for example, mid-month. Where are you at in that month as far as the profitability? Um, and, you know, and, and what's happening there. So as we transitioned to this new system, first of all, the 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 process of moving to the new system, it was there was a learning curve again, as with all systems, for that first first year. And so it was, you know, myself. Um, also, we had a director of strategy was w- working with us in helping train all the branch managers and get them up to speed how to use this uh, system and getting them to, to uh, you know, work with it. Once they latched onto it and understood how to create their budgets and then, and I'd say year over year, how do they, <laughs> the really, it's really nice what you're doing year over year. Once you had that first year done, going to the second year and you could look at your historical and you could bring that in, you could put your percents on, that just made the whole process that much easier than to have everything integrated together. There is an advantage because they are able to go in there and they can drill down and it it takes them right into NetSuite so they can go and they can drill down and they can see where stuff has been used. But they can go in mid-month and they can see uh, from the reporting, they can see where their profitability is in the middle of the month and they don't have to wait for the end of the month when they get their information back. So this helps them as they're planning out that month and, and they're going through that month from a rolling perspective. So that has helped. We have our static budget now. And then we have a rolling budget. So they can go in and they modify their budget and then they can see that update as it's going through. We've got the original budget and then we've got the rolling budget. So it does help us very closely uh, or much more closely uh, have visibility to the rolling budget and the, you know, the metrics on, on where we stand financially as we go out through the, through the year, month by month, and also mid-month as well. And then has workforce planning improved life at Gachina? Yeah, so workforce uh, planning I mean, as far as updating it, Sharon's updating that. She does that. I think she only does that yearly as far as the workforce plan. Uh, I mean, we budget it out. We put, you know, expected new uh, uh, talent in there as we need to and for, for the year. She will update that in the budgeting uh, using smart sheets. And she updates that when we're going through the budget process and updates all the employees. It helps us significantly by being able to uh, very closely manage our workforce and very and, and, and the costs associated with it and make sure they're getting allocated correctly. Also handling then the uh, when the, uh, the uh, compensation increases are happening and we can take all that into account much more closely than what we were able to before. And we're able to line item it by individual employee 
we had no visibility to, to be able to do that before. So as a, as an individual manager, I can go in there and okay, okay, I'm expecting to give you know compensation raises to these particular employees, um, and these are the numbers I'm going to put in there, and I can budget that in, and we can see what that results in uh, in overall uh, you know profitability for the company, and you know do we need to then adjust that up or down? It does. Uh, you know, as with the regular NetSuite, we do this on the workforce management. We're able to then run different uh, scenarios to determine our profitability. Uh, so for example, you know, one of the things we did this last year was trying to understand as we're going into this next year with our, with our budget and our workforce, okay, what compensation uh, average percentage are we going to be able to look at for our company? Are we going to be a 3%? Are we going to be a 5%? And how does that affect our budget with respect to profitability? And that's very important to be able to do because otherwise, if you don't plan for that in advance, then you're kind of flying in the dark and then you're giving out raises and you're like, oh, wait, all of a sudden we've got a problem. We need to pull back. So that ability to plan that in advance and run different scenarios um, gives us a lot more control to make sure that we don't get in trouble as we're running the business. So when you say smart sheets, is that the smart view plugin for Excel? That's correct. The smart view. Yeah. Okay. She uses, and I- Sharon uses it extensively uh, for, for the workforce management. And are you running those scenarios you talked about using smart view? So she's going to update it in SmartView, and then she's going to update it through into the system. And she's going to run the scenario that way. She would be doing it through SmartView. So when you were going through what life was like working with the Excel sheets and the consultants coming in and half a week and manual and all the mistakes that are bound to be made when you're running off of Excel, you were kind of giving me a stomachache there because that's kind of a chaotic environment to operate in. But comparing what you have now to what you had then, I'm trying to quantify the efficiencies that that brought. Example on that right away is is the first year when we did our budgeting and, and, and planning and budgeting, we didn't have to have the high-level consultant come out and spend a week with us. Um, once we had our budgets in the system, it was done. Everything worked. Um, it was all integrated together. We didn't have to go through any equations or any numbers, um, and we could adjust things on the fly, and and it was done without, without having to you know copy and paste or anything like that. So the efficiency on that side – well, I mean, right there, right just in the beginning, just with putting the budget together, that saved us a week, a week worth of uh, high-level consulting, um, and you know, having to fly that person out. Uh, so there was a cost savings on on that side right away, um, not only in, in in actual cost, but then the opportunity cost on our side with uh, uh, that we didn't have to spend in that week. No, that's a great example. So fair to say that you had a disconnected budgeting process that required manual time-consuming data consolidation across the whole organization. Yeah. I mean, as I give the example with, with my budget, it was a copy and paste. I created a completely separate system on Excel to manage my budget on my side. Now, keep in mind, that was to create my budget. One of the things I would continually tell Jackie all the time was, is I had no visibility during the year as to where I was with my budget. Was I up? Was I down? Was I was I succeeding in matching where I was supposed to be? Um, you know, they they probably had they had more visibility on the operation side, but in in the overhead side on the IT department, I'm running a million plus uh, budget. I couldn't tell you uh, from March through September if I was doing good or if I was doing bad. Trying to run a department with a million dollar budget uh, is just that's not a good place to be. You want to know if if you're up or down uh, from where you need to be. What you're describing is creating, comparing, and variance testing across scenarios is kind of hard to track. No, absolutely. And, and we, we were tracking it a little bit better on the operations side. Obviously, we wouldn't be able to be a successful right. business as we were. But on the, on the overhead side, there was no visibility on where we were. We were um, you know, not until the end of the year. The end of the year, obviously, um, we, we would see all the numbers roll in and, and see what the overall budget was. And but 
as, as somebody running my individual apartment, I didn't know where I stood. That's difficult from the overhead side, from a, from a manager trying to run his department. Um, and, I, and as I mentioned earlier, too, even on the operations side, they did not have as much visibility to the, you know, the, the weekly operations and, and the metrics as, as they do now. I want to get back to AP automation. So just kind of looking at what it's like handling accounts payable with and without. What's been the resulting benefits of AP automation? Well, so AP automation, we're in the, in the, we're in the implementation of that right now. We, we haven't completed that. I mean, I can tell you right now that with the last demo we went through, we were actually going through and paying some virtual vendors in different ways. I know my AP department and my controller Sharon is very excited about what they're seeing um, and the capabilities that they're going to give us. I mean, you know, the, the ability, for example, to instead of having to physically cut a check, we just go to pay somebody. We tell them we're going to pay them with a check. It's actually going to send the check out for us automatically. So, and then, you know, the, the ability to, to batch stuff, uh, batch vendors together, and then just, you know, click that pay button and have the information go directly out, have everything reconcile right in, in, into uh, NetSuite. That process, we haven't started using it. It just looks really cool uh, the way it's being laid out right now. From a, a, an efficiency standpoint, and again, it's, it's making our systems more efficient uh, so that as we can continue to grow the company without having to hire more people. You mentioned in earlier conversations that purchase order workflow, procurement, those benefits kind of came as a nice surprise. Um, yeah. So when we were going through, you know, when we spoke with Caravel, we talked to him about, hey, you know, we take, this, take advantage of this opportunity. We want to look at our business processes and, you know, change or implement any uh, processes that uh, they felt um, that we could take advantage of NetSuite and improve the processes that we have in place. So purchase orders. Uh, was one of the areas we had not thought of. And as we were looking at NetSuite and the capabilities within it, there were a couple different uh, avenues we could look at. And so we ended up Im implementing a, a purchase order work pro um, a workflow that we did not have at all before with approval processes. And then, you know, with, with a second level, if it goes over $5,000, it goes to a second level, it goes to our controller uh, to sign off on. And that's actually, it's helped tighten up our processes around purchase orders to make sure that things are not getting purchased that should not be getting purchased. Um, it makes that process all electronic, so much more efficient and much more visibility. It's very easy now to research things. So I need to go in and I need to look at something on the AP side. I can just go right into the, the vendor and I can look at all that transaction history very quickly. That workflow process that we were able to create uh, was uh, definitely helpful in the company, making sure that we're staying on top of uh, making authorized purchases only. If you were at a conference and you were just chatting with one of your peers, how would you describe the ease of doing business with an ERP system versus someone who's still trying to get by with a patchwork of a bunch of different individual solutions? Yeah, it would be like how, how to communicate. Well, I mean, from a, from a, a, a persuasive argument or, or discussion, what I'm going to try and have them, I would probably ask questions and try and understand where their pain points are right now they would be able to very easily, I, I'm going to know what their pain points are. I can very easily highlight those as I'm discussing with them. And then I can share, I would share the examples of the pain points that I had those same things. And this is how we resolved it uh, with the ERP, with the planning and budgeting, with Dunning, uh, et cetera. Um, and so that, you know, by implementing this system, uh, you know, this more robust system, you're going to be able to resolve those particular pain points. So I would look at a persuasive argument with that. I have this discussion regularly with my wife Believe it or not, because she's on <laughs> Great Plains, um, 
their particular company, and is, I find this a lot, is, is if you don't have an inside IT technologist, uh, what ends up happening is, is things like this, if somebody's not focused on the technology. And so sometimes it makes it more difficult when you're just speaking with when you're just speaking with a controller or you're just speaking with a, uh, a president or CEO and you're not speaking with somebody who's a, a technologist director or something like that uh, who understands the, the efficiencies of it. So th- that's kind of what I've seen. But again, highlight the pain points and then show the, the, the value in, in how those pain points can go away uh, with the new system. A lot of businesses recently and coming out of the pandemic, which you mentioned the effect it had on your business, what it caused these businesses to do is really get focused on efficiencies and bottom line. Did Gachina go through that same kind of soul searching? Well, so this is where NetSuite worked out very, very well for us. So we started implementing NetSuite the year, well, 2020, that's the year of the pandemic. So we went live in July. We were locked down. We went. We were locked down here in the United States, I think, what, March or February? Uh, which actually worked well for implementation. I had nowhere to go. So, you know, working <laughs> at home, you know, six to seven days a week, 15 hours a day was like, well, what else am I going to do? So um, it was very convenient that way. So the, it, the implementation went, maybe that's one reason why we stayed on time and we're so smooth because we had nothing else to do. But by by July, we started, in, and then, you know, especially with those those numbers, with the planning and budgeting and going into the next year and all the ups and downs we were going through with the pandemic and everything else and, and unknowns, we went from not having really good visibility to to, to our, our metrics and, and financials to having extremely good visibility to it. And that it really, it helped us through the pandemic uh, by being able to very closely monitor where we're at and make adjustments to make sure that we stayed profitable uh, through the pandemic. So it was, it was, yeah, there was a huge storm that came in. Uh, we didn't see that coming, but being on NetSuite helped us weather that storm significantly. Well, lastly, I always worry about tech leaders' work-life balance. So reassure me, has NetSuite ERP or the support you get from NetSuite helped keep you balanced? The support on that we've gotten from NetSuite has been absolutely stellar. Um, you know, if there is a problem, you know, my controller calls me up. She's like, what's going on with this? You know, obviously I'm not an expert. I'm able to open up a, a support ticket online. I'm able to have NetSuite, somebody will call me back within, if, if you know, one to four hours and help me get a resolution on this. So having that backup support, for me, that is a, is a work-life balance right there because then I'm not sitting there trying to figure things out on my own late at night because I'm trying to get stuff up and running, um, you know, for my controller, uh, for whatever, you know, if she's doing a close or something's not working right, I can simply just open a support ticket and NetSuite support is going to help me resolve that and get the resolution so that I can get the information back and, and get the resolution back from my controller very quickly. So that that has helped me personally on that side, as far as my work-life balance is, is having a, a stellar support team. Dan, we appreciate you taking the time to tell us the Kachina Landscape Management story. Again, it's a great story. It's also really interesting to hear your take on how Tech Solutions played such a big part in managing that growth. So we appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. One part of this episode that I found really insightful was Dan's breakdown of the sales, implementation, and post-go-live experience with NetSuite. That's where so many projects run into problems, and it was nice to hear that, for the most part, it all went according to plan for Kachina. 
Dan is someone who's been through a lot of big IT projects, so I think his perspective is especially valuable here. Thanks so much to Dan for joining us on this episode of the podcast. I also want to extend a thank you to Mike Stiles, our editing crew over at Lampstand, and, as always, all of you for tuning in. If you want more episodes just like this one, make sure you subscribe to our channel and give us a rating and review. Thanks so much, and we'll talk soon. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.